Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Um, to give a special thanks to our brother for coming, you know, just to be able to take the time to hear, hear his heart, hear what God is doing. I know a lot of us seen his testimony on, on, on social media platforms. That's how I heard about him. That's how I first seen him. And I was like, man, he's right up my alley, ex-gangbanger, doing his thing and, and letting God really change his life and, and change others around him and the multitudes that are getting touched from just the testimony. And, and without further ado, bring up my brother, Johnny. Man. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. How's everybody doing? Good? Good, good. Alrighty, man, there's a lot of people. You guys trying to make me nervous, huh? <laughs> amen, amen. Thank you guys for coming out. Honestly, my name is Johnny Chang. For those who don't know, I'm from the San Gabriel Valley. I got my family here, so I'm super duper happy here. You know, <laughs> you guys matter. You guys matter, but family is everything, right? So, yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit today with you guys some scripture. Um, last time that I checked, we're still at a church, right? So we're going to bust open the Bible a little bit, what I like to do, Bible hopping. It's very, very simple. We're just going to do Genesis, first chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. Very simple, though. couple verses. So the first thing I want to get into is Genesis chapter 1. Let's do 1 to 5. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. It is a sermon. <laughs> All righty. Let's see. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. Is everybody there? Yeah, you got it? Everybody's there? Everyone's like, phone's about to blow up right now. <laughs> Genesis 1, verse 1 to 5. If you guys are there, I'll read. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Verse 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Verse 4, and God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Okay. When people read Genesis, they think a lot of the times it's about uh, just the creation of the world, right? But I want you guys to focus on something here. Verse 2, if we can pull it up, it says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. You guys see that? Yeah. So what God wants us to recognize is when he created this Bible, he wanted us to see that it was a mirror to our hearts, right? How many of us have dealt with depression? Raising your hand and being honest. A lot of us have been depressed. A lot of us have been lonely, empty. The same emptiness, right? If you think about this heart, um, this, this world, I'm sorry. What did it do to get itself out of darkness and emptiness? Does it record that anywhere here in this scripture? Did it get itself out of darkness? Let's look at verse 3, right? And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So when did this light enter inside of this earth? When God spoke, right, guys? Sorry, I'm a little bit different. I'm going to ask a little bit of Q&As, okay? So you guys got to answer a little bit, all right? Keep you guys awake as well, right? Amen? So 
It says here that when God spoke, the light entered inside, right? Inside of this this uh, earth. Likewise, it's actually representative of our hearts. See, I was in loneliness. I was in depression. No matter how much drugs I did, no matter how many, you know, cars I drove, money that I was making, it couldn't get me out of this emptiness and depression. But it was only when the word of God entered my heart, it casted out all the darkness. Amen. Have you guys experienced this before? Amen, right? So Genesis is actually very, very deep. It's not just on a surface level that the creation of the world, it's actually talking about the world of our hearts, right? Our heart, just like the world, if you guys don't have a GPS or a navigation, it's very simple to get lost. I'm not from Las Vegas, for example, right? If I drive out here, I won't know where Tropicana is. I would think it's a drink. I mean, I wouldn't know, right? Obviously. So I need GPS in order to navigate, right? Likewise, your heart is also like a world. If you don't have a compass, if you don't have navigation, you will also get lost in depression, lost in loneliness, lost in emptiness. So today, what I wanted to help you guys with is overcoming this emptiness and this void feeling that you guys feel, this up and down lifestyle. Could you guys agree? Who has lived up and down before? Happy, sad, happy, sad, happy, sad, happy, sad, until when? Emptiness, right? You guys have felt that before, right? Okay, so we're going to get through this today. Let's look at verse 5 really quickly. Genesis 1 verse 5 says, And God called the night day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Does that make sense? If we're looking at this scripture here, the evening and the morning were the first day. In this world, how does it work? Morning, nighttime, and then it's one day. Morning, nighttime, second day. So did Bible did, did God make a mistake here when he said evening and the first and the morning were the first day? Let's look at verse 8 really quick. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. What's going on here? Is this why people don't believe in Christianity? Like, yo, you guys got it backwards. What's going on? Right? God, God is actually, there's a deeper meaning here. Right? Everything that's from this world, drugs, alcohol, women, all money, it's always good in the beginning. It's very bright, right? But how does it end up? In darkness. Everything that comes from God is always dark at first, reading your Bible, waking up, coming to church, right? But in the end, as you grow, it becomes light. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? It's very, very deep, right? Genesis is extremely deep. It's not just a creation of the world, essentially, right? Let's keep reading. Verse 16. Genesis 1, 16. It says, And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. So on a surface level, it looks like he created the sun and the moon, essentially. And we understand that there's a sun and the moon. But some of you guys may know that the sun, I'm sorry, the moon cannot draw its own light, right? It has to, or create its own light. It has to draw from the sun. Do you guys understand that? I Googled that before I came here, okay? So I know, right? Google is the best scholar, right? Amen. But uh, it's, uh, essentially it says, right, the lesser light is, this, is the moon. The sun is this bright, bright sun, right? Likewise, we ourselves as human beings, why God put this in here? He's trying to show us that we cannot generate our own happiness. We have to draw the happiness from God. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? That's why, amen. So that's why there's so many people who 
try to manufacture happiness by themselves. We've all done this before, but how do we end up at the end of the day? Miserable. So it's, it's this constant uh, maintenance mode. It's not this overcoming, right? By the end of this sermon today, I'm hoping, guys, to teach you guys to overcome the issues that you guys are feeling. A person like me, who is able to go from project housing to where I'm at now and live based and happy. Do you guys understand? I want to transfer that to you guys for free 99, all right? Free 99, for sure. All right, y'all. Let's go to verse uh, 28 really quickly. Genesis 128. Thank you guys. I should have, should have, yeah, appreciate you. You guys get an extra raise in heaven. <laughs> so let's do 28 really quick. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So as we look here, guys. God is, is making a distinction here. He, if you notice, he's mentioning two types of animals here, right, in King James Version. He says the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air. There's a reason why God actually is saying fish of the sea, fowl of the air, right, birds of the sky, essentially. Why do you guys think he chose these two things specifically? Fish of the sea, right, fowl of the air, birds of the air. And, I'm sorry? Life and death? Okay, that's good. That's a good guess, huh? Uh, actually, what it means is, if you think about a bird, so let's say an eagle egg, right? It has two birds, if you think about it. It first has an egg, and then, it, you know, after 30 days, it cracks, and then another uh, uh, eagle comes out of that, right? Same thing with fish. Fish also come as caviar. You got, who likes caviar over here? Is that caviar? No? Nobody likes caviar? Dang, I guess just the Asians. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> We like escargot. Well, I had escargot yesterday. It was different, I'll tell you that much, right? But uh, um, so these birds and these fish have two birds. Understand what I'm saying? Likewise, we human beings also have to have two birds. We're born into this world, but we also have to be what? Born again. You guys understand what I'm saying? Secondly, what birds can do is they can go against gravity. They can fly against the, the current, right? Going against the the, the the air the gravity birds can also fly can also swim upstream they don't have to swim downstream they can go against the current as well when you're a christian you can also go against the way of the world that's what god is trying to show us you guys understand what i'm saying genesis genesis is really deep right would you guys agree super super deep so let's keep it pushing verse 31 31 So Genesis 131 says, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good, and the evening and the morning were the sixth day. If you guys noticed, God has made everything, and then on the sixth day, he made man. You guys understand this, right? It's very common knowledge. It's basic elementary Christianity. He made human beings on the sixth day. Why do you guys think he made us after he made everything else? People looking at me like dead fish. <laughs> Why? Why do you guys think? Why do you guys think? Because, I'm sorry? 
He needed somebody to manage it. Okay, why didn't he make us when he was making the trees? Like, Adam, go plant this, go plant that, right? He didn't need us, exactly. What God is trying to show us is he did everything for us, and then he was like, here you go. This is called grace. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? He could have made us any time, the first day, second day, third day, and have us help him. A lot of people live their Christian life thinking that they have to help God. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? But it doesn't make sense because we're creation. What can we do without borrowing from the creator? Amen? God has to do everything for us. That's what God wanted us to recognize from the beginning. Why are we living happy, sad, happy, sad? Is because we assume the position of God trying to manage our happiness, trying to manage our kids, trying to manage our marriage. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? If we don't give it up to God, right, then we are limited in our capability. We are imperfect people trying to produce perfect results. Is that possible or not? It's impossible. So that's why we're like, good for a little bit, boom, we crash, right? Good again, oh, let me try again, boom. So this this roller coaster lifestyle, right? You guys like roller coasters? No? Oh, my brother. Yeah, my brother. He's like, yeah, I love roller He does love roller coasters. But who wants to live that way, right? You want to live like this, right? We, want, we all want to live peaceful. We all want to just have good energy, good vibes, and just relax, right? So we have to recognize that. When you trust in yourself, when you assume the position of God, then with your limited capability, you're going to try to do these things, and only depression and loneliness will come to your heart after that. Amen, guys? Amen. Amen. Let's look at ver- uh, Genesis chapter 2. Let's pull up verse 7. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Okay. It says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So what did God make us out of, guys? Dust. Dirt, right? Let's think about that for a second. God, almighty God, he created VS1 diamonds, right? Flawless diamonds, right? Gold, titanium. Why couldn't he have made us out of gold and titanium and all that other stuff, right? Sometimes, like, imagine that. I was like Iron Man, right? He made me, like, gold, and we're all just gold over here. That'd be crazy, right? You need some money, don't you? And just, like, scrub it off and give it to you guys, right? Why didn't he do that? Why did he make us out of dirt? Who here is like, wow, dirt, right? No one, nobody likes dirt, right? Dirt gets on my shirt. I'm like, oh, man, dude, here we go, right? Why did he make us out of dirt, right? Why do you guys think so? The thing that's stepped on, right, when you step in, like, dog poop, right? Don't you go and, like, rub it in the dirt, right? Oh, just me? I'm sorry. I guess just me, you know? But what I'm saying is, why would this undervalued thing, dirt, right? It's spat on, it's pooped on, it's peed on. Why did he make us out of that? What do you guys think? Amen. You're a cheater, bro. That's my brother, man. He knows all that already. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. Amen. Amen. So with dirt, right, if you guys think about it, this whole world doesn't have dirt, then what happens with dirt? When you plant seed inside of this dirt, it produces life. And the food then produces food for our food, right? Without dirt, without dirt, I'm sorry, 
there would be no life in this world. If there was diamonds everywhere, gold everywhere, doesn't matter. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? We can't eat that. So we are people who, when we accept the seed of God, the word of God, we produce life. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? We made thirty, forty thousand dollars a month doing the things that we did, and you know that at that time it was I was happy, but I wasn't happy as I am now. I'm making less than that. But when I see all of you guys changing, when I see when I plant the seed inside of your hearts, and I would see you guys grow, and some of my Bible uh, study kids are here too, they're growing as well, right? These students. When I see that, I used to think farm people and people who like succulents were weird back in the day. I'm like, why are they looking at plants? And they're like, look at that. They like watch it for hours, right? I'm like, yo, I got way better stuff to do than that, you know? But nowadays, I understand when I see people growing spiritually. It's priceless. It's priceless. That's why God says, you know, preach the gospel, because when you see your children grow, when you see people grow, it's such a beautiful thing, right? God created us out of dirt, guys. So what does God want us to be? Be dirt, right? What Satan does, the enemy does, is he tries to edify you. Nah, you're good. You're great. He tries to make you into gold. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? He molds you. He shapes you. So that way, when people come to you and they try to say something to you, you can't receive it. The ego comes, the pride comes. You can't listen to anybody. You guys ever been around people who are right all the time? Some people are like, right? Like snitching out your, you know, right? Don't look, right? It's like, are they fun to be around? No, they push everybody away, right? God wanted us to be dirt so that we can accept and have this conversation, medium of exchange, as we say, right? Let's look at verse 17 really quickly. Two seventeen, Genesis 2.17. A couple more verses and we'll close out. Uh, verse 17 says, <clears throat> But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. God, he wanted us never to have wisdom and knowledge, actually. Right? The world teaches us you got to have wisdom and knowledge, your own wisdom. Know what's good and evil. Understand what I'm saying? Make your decisions. But if you look at it here, did God ever want us to have knowledge, actually? No, he wanted us to be like dirt. The dirt's not like, how do I receive the seed? You just drop it in, and it accepts, and it produces, right? That's how he wanted us to be. But sadly, obviously, Adam and Eve ate the fruit. They started having their own judgment, and that's why we got kids who are this young, but they're, like, defiant, right, towards the parents. What do you know, mom? Maybe me. Maybe just me and my brother. I don't know about you guys. So you guys have angelic kids. They walk in and they're levitating and floating, right? But uh, us, we're a little bit different, right? We're bad kids. But God wanted us to recognize that he didn't want us to have this knowledge of good and evil. Amen? Let's keep reading. Verse 19. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. Whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. This is very important, guys, in this predicament, right? God wants us to recognize that he brought all of these animals to Adam. Why? Was God tired? Was he like, oh, man, I created the world, bro, I need your help. Do you guys think that's why he brought all the animals to Adam? What do you guys think? Why would he have Adam name all of these animals? Rhino's a rhino. You know, hippo's a hippo, all that. Why do you guys think he did that? 
Say that again. Step into God's purpose. Okay. That's a good guess. Good guess. What he wants us to recognize is there's power in the tongue. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? What I say, I'm a sinner, I'm a evil, I'm a evil, so shall it be. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? I'm righteous, I'm righteous, I'm, I'm positive, I'm positive, so shall it be. See, all those books that stole from our book, right, that manifestation, it's from here. God wants us to, they just removed G-O-D, capital G, right? Capital G, God. So God wants us to recognize that manifestation, it's not that a human has to do it, but your tongue is really important. What you say can really influence the things that's around you, even about yourself, too. Even about yourself. We'll get back to this, but keep that in mind. Let's look really quickly at Genesis chapter 3, verse 7, really quick. Or, I'm sorry. Genesis 3, verse 2. Verse 2. This is the famous temptation, right, where fall of man, why we all became this way. Genesis chapter 3, verse 2. And the woman said, I'm sorry, and the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest you die. There's a problem here, if you guys look at this verse, right? It sounds like what she's saying is correct, because prior to that, Satan told him, asked Eve, what did God say? What was God's word, essentially? Do you guys know why I'm going through the Bible today? It's because I want you guys to be very clear about the word of God. I'm going to show you how she was deceived, and then I'm going to show you how your thoughts through Satan deceive you every day to also live happy, sad, happy, sad, okay? So what is Eve saying? Let's read it one more time. Verse, uh, verse 2 and 3. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Verse 3. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden... God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Right? Okay. Pay attention here. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 2, verse 17 really quickly. Let's see if that's exactly what God says. Sounds close, but let's see. Genesis 2, 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest, thou shalt surely die. Did, did, did he add anything here that said, or did Eve add anything to this word? She said, right, neither shall you touch it. But she ne he, God never said that. Do you guys understand? Makes sense though, right? If you can't eat it, you probably can't touch it either. It's poisonous. But she added to the word. And right then and there, let's go back to Genesis 3. Verse 4. As soon as she said that, without skipping a beat, it says, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Why? Because he realized something. Oh, she doesn't know her word. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? That's how she, he was able to, to slip in. It's not that she could have tempted him, or I'm sorry, resisted the temptation. We're all flesh, guys. Keeping it real here, we all go through our temptation. Amen? We all have our flaws. The issue is, if you don't know the word of God, you can't overcome because how does Jesus overcome when he's out mount, on the mount when he's getting tempted? He doesn't say, well, I think and I feel and in my opinion, what does he say? As it is written, as it is written, as it is written. 
Do you guys understand what I'm saying? So whatever you guys, like, when you think about it, if you don't know the word, you can only fall into your temptation. That's what God wants us to recognize here. Amen? Amen. So let's see. And even though they messed up, let's look at verse, uh, verse 17. Genesis 3, verse 17. Let's see really quickly what happens here. So they ate the fruit, right? They get, there's a curse that comes. But who does this curse come to, actually, if you read it? Verse 17. And unto Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree, which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed are you. Is that what he says? Let's read it carefully here. Cursed is the what? Is the ground. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Did he actually curse Adam? He cursed the ground for their sake. Why? What? And what is our body made out of and made from? The ground. That's why we're dying fleshly, but spiritually it lives forever. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? God wanted us to recognize that he didn't curse us, actually. He gave us an opportunity, right? He cursed the ground, right? And um, if you look at verse 21... What he actually does is this is the heart of God, right? Genesis 21. Even though they ate the fruit, something had to die. It says, unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. You guys see that, right? Who made the coats of skin? The Lord. God, he didn't just make skin out of something had to die. And then he clothed them. Tell me that Jesus isn't in Genesis. Understand what I'm saying? So, amen. So, Jesus, God wants us to recognize that Jesus didn't just die for our sins, and then from here on out, we got to do better, try harder, and do better. Better. I want you guys to understand sin like an identity. It's not an action. Do you guys understand? People don't just sin however they want. For example, I'm Chinese. I didn't choose to be Chinese, right? I didn't say, I'm going to eat more orange chicken, and I'm going to be more, or- more Chinese. You guys understand what I'm saying? More fried rice today. Man, tomorrow, less fried rice. I'll be less Chinese. Understand? But a lot, of, a lot of churches, what do they say? Let's keep it real. Guys, stop sinning. Stop sinning. Wait a minute. I'm born as a sinner, though. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Adam sinned, and then Cain was the, was the son, right? Cain, what happened? He's the first murderer. Sin, 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 all the way down to me and you. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Does it make sense then to say, stop sinning, be sinless? No. Why? Because that's like me saying, let me be less Chinese. Or to my Rasa people here, let's be less Mexican. Verdad? Palabra? <laughs> Amen, right? So what I'm saying is, right? We got to understand that you, it's not an action, guys. It's an identity. Let's pull up Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Romans 5, verse 12, real quick. I'm going to show you that it's an identity. Romans 5, verse 12. You guys there? It says, therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, right? Death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Do you guys understand? Who is this one man? Adam. Adam sinned, and then it entered. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Sin, 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 all the way. It's an inheritance, guys. So you have to understand sin this way. 
And that's why people live happy, sad, happy, sad. Or what we call as Christians, sin, repent, sin, repent, sin, repent. You sin and then you mess up, right? And then you go, Father God, please forgive me. And then you try hard to turn away, right? And then you sin again. Sin, repent, sin, repent, sin, repent, sin, repent. Until when? Emptiness. Until when? Spirit is broken. Until when? You know what? I guess other people change, but I can't. That's, that's when Satan's in the back like, yeah, I got him. You guys understand what I'm saying? We have to recognize that. It's not an action, it's an identity. And God has shifted our identity, right, to something that's much better, right? Let's look at Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Cue up 24 as well, please. Sorry, guys, we go through the Bible a lot here, okay? Amen. (laughs) Amen, bro. (laughs) Romans 3, 23 and 24. 23 tells us, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You guys see this, right? So a lot of pastors goes, hallelujah, amen. I'm in a network with over 800,000 church leaders across the world, right? We have pastors, bishops, deacons, elders. They know this verse by heart, understand? But the, the, so this verse here says that we have all sinned and fallen short. What does that mean? We're all sinners, amen? But they don't know the very next verse. Let's look at verse 24 really quickly. The very next verse, let's see what it says. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Do you guys see that? There's a lot of verses like this in the Bible. Being justified, let me break this down. Justified is in what tense, guys? Past tense. If I say I completed something, is it finished or not? So if it's justified, are we just or not? Right? Does it say, by all your works and all your prayer? Right afterwards, if you do a lot of good works and you're justified, if you love your neighbor, if you, is that what it says? What does it say here? For free. Understand what I'm saying? Freely, by his grace. Whose grace? God's grace. Through who? The redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Who's the only person that can redeem us? Jesus. Amen. He's already done this, right? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 and, nine and 10. Cue up 9, 10, and 11, but... Show 9 and 10, please. So a lot of people will, again, look at these verses as well. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, verse 10, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, is what it says, Shall inherit nor violers shall inherit the kingdom of God, right? If you guys haven't seen it, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor exertioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Boom, they close the Bible. We're sinners every day. If you don't stop drinking, if you don't stop doing this, you're going to hell, right? The issue here is where do sinners go? We're all sinners, so where are sinners gonna go? They all go to hell. Understand what I'm saying? They missed the very next verse, verse 11. Let's read this carefully. And such were some of you, but you were washed. Understand? But you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Let me break this down. I love this word, but, right? B-U-T. Why? Because let's say some people are married here. Let's say... A wife goes up to her husband. She goes, babe, I love you. 
You know, you cook too, that's my job. You clean, that's my job. You take care of the kids, you're so good. You're so on fire for God. But I want a divorce. Does it matter now, all the stuff that was in front of it? The word but flips everything on its head. Understand what I'm saying? So yes, you guys were extortioners, drunks, sinners, etc. But it says, you were washed. Washed is in what tense? Pass. But you were sanctified. Do you guys know what sanctification is? It's holy, being made holy, sanctified, but you were justified again, righteous, by your own works and doing really good. Is that what it says? In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Do you guys understand? When a big evil sinner like me thought about my life, I wasn't sure. I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't sure if I was going to get to heaven or hell, honestly speaking. People would ask me, and I would say, yeah, I try my best. You know, I try to live and and be a good person. But honestly, in my heart, I was scared, right? I was fearful because I wasn't sure 100%. Today, I want you guys to understand, if you believe these words, it's very clear. Because if you're washed and you're sanctified and you're justified, meaning righteous, where do righteous people go? They go to heaven, right? Let's read one more verse, and we'll finish. Hebrews 10.14. Hebrews 10.14. Hebrews 10, 14. So there's a lot of beautiful verses like this, right? For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified, right? For by one offering, who's this one offering? Jesus. He has in a process of being made perfect. Is that what it says? It says perfected, past tense, forever. So not just temporarily, eternally. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Those who are being sanctified. But who can accept these words, guys? A righteous person who does really good and lives well for God. I'm sorry to say, they don't need God. They're their own God. I'll produce my own righteousness. I'll produce my own happiness. But a dirty, evil sinner like me, and hopefully you guys too, who are dirt, understand? Who are defeated by Satan day in and day out. Live happy, sad, happy, sad, happy, sad, with no hope inside of your hearts. Sinners... This word becomes humongous to us. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Because it says you're perfect forever. So Satan would trick me every day. You're not perfect. You're, you're, you're unholy. Just do whatever you want. Have you guys ever had that YOLO lifestyle mindset? You know what? I try to pray. Psh, whatever. Church smirch, right? Everybody does good. I can't do it. Man, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. That's how a, lot of, how a lot of us live. We're just going through the motions coming to church, not being fed, feeling sad, feeling guilty, feeling lonely, smiling like everything is good, but at home, right? Those nights, you guys ever have this? Tell me if I'm lying. It starts with one thought. Enters your mind. Oh, I'm lonely. That one thought starts to snowball. What's wrong with my life? Boom. Flashbacks of things inside of our head, past trauma, things that has happened. Nothing's happening. Our mind is snowballing. Next thing you know, Tears are down our face. Chest is pressure. What's the end result of that thought, if you guys really pay attention? Why am I here? I wish I just died. Understand what I'm saying? You guys, raise your hand if you've ever been through that. Right? Thank you guys for being vulnerable. Right? We all go through that. Right? Why? Because thoughts enter us, and we're getting deceived because we don't know these words. Satan tells us, you're nothing. 
Don't even try. It's over for you. Understand what I'm saying? Don't listen to those thoughts. Rather, focus on the word. What does the world teach you guys? Believe who? Yourself. Trust yourself. What does it say? Follow what? Your heart. Understand what I'm saying? What does the word of God tell us, though? Word of God tells us our thoughts are not God's thoughts. Our ways, not God's ways. Our heart is deceitful above all things desperately wicked who can know it. It's deceitful, meaning it lies to us. Understand what I'm saying? You don't believe it? You guys ever did New Year's resolution? Anybody ever did New Year's resolution? Oh, when you're writing it, right? You're like, yeah. New Year, new me, baby. Right? Yeah, let's go. Feel good, right? Everyone laughing because they know it's... <laughs> but it's, you know, and, and you're like, that feeling is really motivating, though, keeping it real. Like, you, you really feel like you're going to do it, right? But what happens? You check, at least for me, end of the year, I'm like, dang, I did three out of ten. What's going on? Right? Proof that your heart changes. Another example, who here is with their first love? Amen. That's, that's why he's the homie. <laughs> amen. Amen. Right. But most people, honestly, they're not with their first love. I love you. Right. There's a lot of I love you. 90 day fiance. Right. After 90 days, what happens? Oh, I don't know what's wrong with him. He has all these things coming out of him. Blah, blah, blah. Right. For the women, at least they start to tell their, their moms and their homegirls. Right. Amen. Hearts change. Understand what I'm saying? Proof. So we shouldn't trust something that keeps changing. That's why we're living happy, sad, happy, sad. When you feel like you're happy, super happy. When you're sad, sad, happy, sad, happy, sad. Rather, why do I read the Bible? Because the word of God, 10 years from now, is still going to say the same word. It doesn't change. Understand what I'm saying? And if something doesn't change, can you trust it or not? You can trust it. Amen? So today I'm hoping, let's show one more verse, Matthew 12, 37. <laughs> I'm getting them to work today. <laughs> They're like, oh, <laughs> for sure. Matthew 12, 37. <laughs> Finish it. So I want you guys to take this to heart today, right? For by thy words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. It goes back to what Adam says. When Adam called it a hippo, so shall it be. Today, I hope and pray today that same mouth, different words will come out of your mouth. I'm not justified, and I'm not telling you guys you're justified because you're good. Understand what I'm saying? I'm saying Jesus justified us. There's a difference. It's not our own righteousness. God gave us a righteousness. It's very simple. But if you say, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, so shall it be. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Today, please don't say that you're a sinner. My mom looked at me, called me a monster, looked at my brother, called us monsters, right? But one day, my mom believed this word said, you know what, Johnny and even James, you guys are going to be gospel preachers and the world's best, right? Amen. <clears throat> At that time, I was still carrying, uh, you know, and doing some evil things, and I thought my mom was schizophrenic. <laughs> I started looking up psych words, mom, you're crazy. But actually, the faith of my mother changed not only my heart, but my brother's heart as well. Amen? Amen. Amen. So... <clears throat> Please don't say that you guys are sinners in front of God because Jesus didn't fail. Understand what I'm saying? Yes, he came to walk on water. Yes, he did change water into wine and heal the sick. But his main purpose was to make dirty, evil sinners like us clean, righteous, justified, and holy. Amen? Amen. All righty. Thank you guys very much.
Alrighty. Appreciate you guys. Pastor, you want me to end with the prayer? Yeah? Or let them do it? Okay. For sure. Thank you guys. Appreciate you. Amen. Amen.